0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter. With Zach Peter, that's me, your naturally platinum blind pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at just plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or just join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below, and it's always, always a good time there with all of you guys. Um, okay, so this episode, normally I do my news recaps on Mondays, um, and today is not Monday, today is Saturday, uh, but it's because we had a little bit of breaking news and then I woke up to some really, to some fun uh, Google alerts about myself that I thought I would just address on the show today. So um, obviously we know Jackson and Brittany have now announced that they are not returning to Vanderpump Rules. I have now learned that Vanderpump Rules has apparently been totally scrapped altogether and the decision was made earlier this week. And this is according to Tamara Tattles. She has a whole uh, updates and, and blog about it on her website, Tamara Tattles. So definitely go and, and check that out. But so as we learned earlier in the year, so what, what Tamara's claiming is that there was a Zoom call that happened on Tuesday where Evolution and Bravo made the decision to just table the the... The show and not film any new episodes and not pick it up for any future seasons, at least add as of the moment, they're not working with any of the current cast. They don't they have decided to not renew any of their contracts. And so as we learned when Stassi and Kristen were fired earlier, they have a six month hold or like a six month contract. I think it's called a talent option where they can have their contracts renewed where Bravo decides whether or not they want to move forward with the actual talent. And so apparently Bravo is like, nope, we're done. We don't want anything to do with any of you guys. So originally when Jackson and Brittany posted on their Instagram their announcement that they were leaving the show or that they weren't going to be part of the show at all moving forward, I was like, okay, they probably got fired. And then I expected Lala to be announcing her exit from the show next and then i was like well then who's actually left is it gonna it's sheena ariana and tom tom schwartz katie maloney danica's out max is out brett's out so the only newbies that would come back were probably charlie Um, Danica because of all of the domestic violence stuff that came out and then her ex that released all the text messages and photos that that she was beating him. Allegedly, these are all things that he's claiming um, that she's done to him. She's abusive physically and verbally. So that I think at this point, I think it's just all kind of damaged goods. Um, I would assume like I wouldn't think Sheena I would think the best way to move forward for the show would be for them to launch like a Tom Tom spinoff because then we still have the, the OG cast of Tom Sandoval, Katie Maloney, we have Ariana and Tom Schwartz who came in, not in the first season, but, you know, they were side characters that eventually were picked up full time. Um, and I think that's kind of the best approach for them to do just a Tom TomTom spinoff at this point. Because then the only other one that would be left on the cast would be Sheena. And I think at this point, like, Sheena does not need to be doing Vanderpump roles anymore. Like, they really just—I don't even think she should be working with Bravo moving forward because they just, like, ripped her apart in the— edits every season that it's like I know she doesn't need to be doing this anymore she can be moving on to like a new project you know her and Brock they have a great YouTube channel I think it's time for her to like focus on what her next career chapter is going to be because at this point like she does not need Vanderpump roles, especially after how badly they've dragged her in some of those edits they were rough but so, as I said, Tamara said reported that there was a Zoom call on Tuesday where the decision was made to just totally table the, the project altogether. So I don't know if there will be like a Vanderpump Rules reboot in the future. She also reported that um, there was a... I guess Jax and Britney were trying to shop a spin-off with Bravo and Bravo was like yeah no thanks everybody like all of Twitter wanted to get you fired from Vanderpump Rules. I think the last thing we want to do is get you a spin-off. And like I said, I think the only one that has potential for a Bravo spin-off would be the Toms. We also just saw them on Watch What Happens Live for the Friendsgiving episode, so I'm assuming Bravo still Bravo and Andy still like the Toms, and they would likely still want to keep them around and still do it, you know, still do something. And they're fun to watch that I think we could get a fun reality show out of it. You know, something like a, a Don't Be Tardy, where it's not going to be high drama, but there may be a little bit of drama. We'll still get like Ariana and Katie and maybe cameos from some of the other cast members. But I think that's probably their best option moving forward. I don't know what Jackson and Brittany are going to be doing now, because it's like at this point, y'all are done, you know? But yeah, and apparently uh, LVP, according to Tamara Tattles, LVP is also under, she's still under a a talent and executive EP deal until 2022. So she, I don't know what she's going to do because she, well, she has Vanderpump Dogs, which we now see is coming to Peacock. And then, but I mean, she's not coming back to Housewives and she's. Clearly not. Well, I mean, this may be an opportunity for them to launch a Vanderpump Rules reboot with a new cast, which some people online on Instagram and stuff are like, yeah, that would be so cool. Like, let's do it. Keep Lisa Vanderpump around and just bring in, you know, a a series of new staffers. I I honestly think that they can try that. I don't think it'll be as successful as the original, though. I think that concept has just already been done and played out and it may do well. I don't think it'll do well as the original, though. That's all I have to say about that. Um... Yeah, so Vanderpump Rules is officially D E A D dead. Gone Dunzo. Witches of WiHo. Dunzo's completely. I don't know how I I think the last season that we got, season eight, ended nice enough. That finale, I think what feels kind of final that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sad if that's how we decided to end the series altogether. It's not a terror, it's not a bad, there wasn't like a major cliffhanger. It didn't really end badly. Um, I think it was a good Series finale as a viewer, as a fan of the show, the last season altogether wasn't great, but a lot of storylines were tied up, and I think I've said that a few times on the show before. Um, but yeah, so now Jax and Brittany can go and like launch uh, Mama's Beer Cheese in Kentucky and have just like you know a nice little barefoot and pregnant life out in out in the the Tucky, go have some 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 fried chicken on the grill in the barn. And just, like, live that life. Hopefully none of that was offensive. I hope I don't get canceled for saying that in, like, five years. Um, But, yeah, I think everyone's over Jax and Brittany. Like, Jax and his bunions are gross, and they just need to, like, go and get some surgery. And, like, I think Kentucky is probably the best place for him. I mean, if anything, maybe Jax can, like, call up to people in Florida and see if they're still willing to offer him that, like, social media position. Because, like, he could get that life. I actually don't think with the number of people he's blocked on Twitter, I don't think many people are interested in his content anymore. That has to like hurt your algorithm, right? Whatever. Um, okay, let's move on to Teddy Joe. So this was this was a fun little Google alert that I woke up to this morning in Us Weekly. So apparent so. If, Jillian Michaels was on my other podcast. I have two podcasts. I have Hashtag New Filter, which is all uh, reality TV, pop culture, and then I have Hashtag Adulting, and Hashtag Adulting is more lifestyle and wellness. And so we did an episode a couple of weeks ago with Jillian Michaels, and it was a really great episode. I love. This is not the first time I've interviewed Jillian Michaels. I love and adore Jillian Michaels, and I especially love and adore Jillian Michaels because she's gotten a lot of uh, criticism from the press and from trolls online, and I think she's always handled herself very well when it's come to that sort of stuff and she's had career longevity and she's continued to like build the, her fitness empire and I've always had a lot of respect for Jillian Michaels. Now, so we had her on the show and one of the questions that I asked her was about the controversy that Teddy Mellencamp faced this year with her program All In by Teddy. And so when I w- was reading the quotes in Us Weekly this morning, uh, Teddy was saying so Teddy then so in the interview Let me give you the full recap. So Jillian was on the podcast. Jillian then said, I asked Jillian about Teddy and the controversy. Jillian said, you know, make sure you do your research, stay in your lane if, you know... Don't divvy out of your lane. And if you are going to divvy out of your lane and jump into something like fitness and launch a program like this, then you need to make sure you have the evidence and the experts behind you and make sure that's ironclad. And Jillian said that her stuff is iron. Jillian speaking of herself, that her programs and her books and everything are all very ironclad. And she speaks to all of the experts. And so that's why she, you know, feels confident in the things that she says. And she doubles down on them like she did with keto, which also made a lot of headlines when I interviewed her about keto a couple years ago. Now, that got picked up and then, you know, was all over the press that she was beefing with Teddy Mellencamp because she said, stay in your lane and, you know, make sure you do your research, which I mean, aren't she wasn't wrong in what she said. And so Teddy then invited Jillian on her podcast this week, and they did not have some nice things to say about us and the podcast and the experience on the podcast, which was a little Interesting for me because I literally was doing Jillian Michaels fitness app my workout yesterday. Like I like Jillian, I support Jillian. I have the fitness app; it's a great app. I think if anybody wants, you know, some real accountability, it's a great app to download the Jillian Michaels fitness app. But so I was literally doing that yesterday morning, and then this morning I woke up and saw that she, you know, she said that we or Teddy uh, said that these all these podcasters want to do is just they want clickbait and they want to bait people into saying things and cause a stir and all of that stuff. So I was like. Okay, let me list. Let me go back and actually listen to what we asked Jillian on the podcast. And instead of just relaying that message for you, I'm actually going to play it for you because I feel like if you actually listen to the questions that were asked of Jillian, they weren't bad questions. They were actually really here. So let's let me play the full clip for you so that you get the full context of what what was actually asked of her and what was actually said of Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp. So. We saw earlier this year or a couple months ago, mainly over the summer, we had a lot of influencers that kind of made some headlines. Um, I think most notably Tanya Zuckerbrot who created The F Factor and then we had Teddy Mellencamp from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills who created All In by Teddy. They created these programs for people to either be more accountable or they had like um, diet programs that they had for for their clients. And so we saw them kind of come under fire because there was a, a report I think her name was Emily Gellis, who um, said that these types of diet programs or accountability programs are really dangerous because they um, are very restrictive. And when it comes to weight loss, restriction isn't healthy. And I know you've kind of definitely dealt with your own feedback from the Internet and from reporters. Sure. It it depends. So restriction, first of all. And then she goes on to answer the question about restriction and how it, you know, the the program really needs to be focused on the actual individual themselves and like whether, you know, depending on what their mental, physical, and emotional stamina are for participating in a program, that that ultimately is what dictates what needs to be done. Um, and then later on, so she answered that question. and then later on, I end up asking her, another question question. this kind of fitness empire for a long time do you have any advice to some of these influencers like teddy or tanya that you know are kind of creating these programs that are gaining popularity and then they're getting a lot of criticism like is there if they really believe in the programs is this like a time to pivot is it a time to you know retreat i don't know any unfortunately i don't know anything about them so like are they registered dietitians are they certified nutritionists they have opinions (laughs) okay no then this is where you know everything i do and then she goes on to talk about how everything, you know, every program that she does and puts out there is ironclad. Now, if you listen to what I actually said, I never once dragged Teddy. Okay, Abigail did say that they have opinions and you know, okay, that was a little that was a little saucy. But my question, I never once so Jillian asked if they, if Teddy was a registered dietitian, or if Teddy was a certified fitness expert. Teddy is neither. So when I said no, Teddy is neither a registered dietitian or a certified fitness expert. So I didn't lie or try to bait Jillian into being like, this woman isn't certified. Teddy's a wellness coach. She's a certified wellness coach. If you look at her credential, that is her a nutrition coach and a wellness coach is what are her credentials. So no, she isn't a registered dietitian. And no, she isn't a certified fitness expert. And that's what Jillian asked. I answered that honestly. My question was, what advice as somebody that has taken a lot of heat in the press, what advice do you have to these women? Is it a time to pivot in your career? That's what I asked, okay? That I didn't say Teddy was, I didn't say anything bad about Teddy at all. So for her to go on her podcast and say that, you know, oh, all these podcasters just, you know, they don't do their research and they're just trying to clickbait something, like, Okay, yeah, obviously. Okay, maybe me asking a question about Teddy and Tanya when they did get a lot of backlash and they did face a lot of heat. And that what, like, there was a whole, there were articles about Teddy's all in, uh, like, several articles for like an entire week. There were all of these people and all of these Instagram accounts that were sharing all of these stories from people in. Teddy's or that were former clients of Teddy's that came out and said that they didn't like the program because it was too restrictive. So it's not like me saying that she was in controversy or faced backlash. That wasn't an exaggeration. That wasn't like that actually happened. So but my issue and look, I like Jillian. I adore Jillian. I think I love what she's built for herself. And I actually don't dislike Teddy. I'd never thought that I didn't think she was a great fit on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I've been very honest about that, but I don't dislike either of these women, and I, you know, commend their hustle. But like, don't come for the pot. Like, this is my issue. Is like, because this has happened a couple of times now. It happened earlier in the year with Heather Chadwell, and then it happened a few weeks ago with Brandy Glanville, and now here we are again with Teddy MalenCamp, where you come for the podcasters, and you're like, oh, the podcasters, the the podcasters. Like, first of all, talk about not staying in your lane, because like, guess what? Now you're all podcasters. Like, don't call out the podcasters and then join and then launch your own podcasts. But like, don't say I don't do my research because I did do my research. And according to my research, you're not a registered dietitian and you're not a certified fitness expert. And I was asking for Jillian to give advice to you guys that had gone through these big backlash controversies which Jillian has faced in the past and she's continued to persevere and she's continued to build this fitness empire and great for her so yes I did ask her what advice do you have for for people like Teddy and Tanya maybe I shouldn't have called them influencers I didn't know what term to refer to them as like Tanya I mean, they are, in, in a way, they are fitness influencers. They, they're they very influential influential in the fitness world. And again, to to my note, I don't think, I think part of the controversy, controversy that Teddy faced was that the coaches that she had in her programs, and again, I've never done the program, but the coaches that she had in her program weren't all certified either. And that's kind of why people were upset is that these other women or other coaches were, they weren't quite, uh, They weren't, as some people believed, uh, credible and neither was Teddy. And like, look, I have nothing against wellness coaches or, you know, nutrition or like holistic nutritionists. I've interviewed many of them. Many of them are my friends. I don't have anything against them at all. But at the end of the day, the mainstream world doesn't like if you're not a registered dietitian or, you know. As Jillian asked, a certified fitness expert. So you listened to the two minutes of that interview that, yes, it did get picked up. And it was all over the press. And, like, you know, I was grateful that the press picked up our show. And I was grateful, especially to, like, Us Weekly because they they cover our show a lot. And they link out to our podcast. And I'm very grateful about that. Um, you know, I do feel bad when, like, things, when people get dragged. But, like, you know, I'm luck. I'm a podcaster. I report news. I ask questions of people. Stop getting mad at me for asking questions and, you know, delivering what the community of listeners, what everybody listening right now, what they enjoy. I give, you know, this is, we all love reality TV. We all love these reality stars. We, you know, love Real Housewives. We loved Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Sometimes we loved to hate Teddy. This is what we do. Stop shitting on us for, you know, Again, like keeping you relevant, Teddy. You were fired from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Again, I, I feel like I'm I'm being a little shady towards Teddy, and I don't want to be because I actually do not dislike Teddy. Um, she has been invited on this podcast and on Adulting many, many times, and it came close to coming on the podcast. I think her PR team ultimately decided they didn't want her to come on our podcast. <laughs> I don't dislike Teddy. She can do her all in program if she wants to do her all in program, like you do, you girl. But like, don't come for me. I I wasn't I wasn't trying to come for you. Please don't come for me. I don't have an issue with you. I actually think Teddy followed me on Instagram um, up until recently. So, like, you know, whatever. Literally, whatever. I like Jillian. I like Teddy. I don't care to be in beef with any of them. But, like, again, don't fucking call me, you know, shady or whatever or say that I don't do my research because I did do my research or say that, you know, I just look for clickbait because – No. No. All right, that's all I have for this week. There were other little bits of news that broke. Uh, Luann's not talking to her son currently because I guess there was a big falling out. I guess they've had a strained relationship for a while, but according to sources, like... um, Noel, her son, who we saw in the earlier seasons of Housewives, is claiming that she um, has changed a lot since the show began. And, like, she has changed a lot. We remember her from season one when she was married to the Count. And she kind of, like, has had this, you know, full 360 or 180. I don't know. She's had, like, some sort of full transition but i think there is a little bit of with most of these housewives when they are the ogs and they've been on for a really long time there is a bit of an ego that comes into play but apparently they're not talking which is unfortunate and then let's see what else has happened aside from jackson britney getting fired there was one other um one other little bit of news that came up Oh, Kim D or oh, Erica Jane. That's what it was. So Erica Jane's marriage is now being accused of being a sham marriage. And I actually predicted this on an episode uh, when the news story first broke that um, I thought that there was a possibility that the divorce wasn't entirely real, that there was a friendship there and that they were genuinely good friends Um Tom and Erica, but that the mar- that the 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 sexual and romantic part of their relationship had ended a long time ago. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they probably did have an open marriage and they were just friends. And now was the time for them to get divorced because it was time for her to move on. She didn't really need Tom. But the divorce became like more formal and they decided to move forward with the process because of all of his lawsuits and because it was probably a better way for them to keep some of his assets. And I said that on a prior episode. I need to like write these down and timestamp them so that these predictions, I can be like, look, I actually have good predictions. But so now people are saying that, well, they're assuming that this is the case, that it's a sham divorce because now Erica Jane is actually getting sued for embezzling and trying to conceal assets through the divorce, which Tom would then give her you know, money and assets that she would then keep and it would be a way for them together to kind of keep these assets from getting seized in the lawsuits that are currently out for Tom. Which I want to see this play out on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like Denise took some heat, Brandy's taking heat, Lisa Vanderpump's taking heat, like everybody's taking a lot of heat for having to bear their personal lives on a reality show and like I feel like this would be something we would really, like it would be – I hate to say enjoyable to watch, but like, that's what we tune in for is to see their lives. And I think there have been arguments made by a lot of fans in the past that like Erica hasn't given us much in in the past couple of seasons that I think this would really be an opportunity for her to open up her life. I mean, we all know that production is on hold right now because Kathy, and Kyle have tested positive for COVID as um, have crew members. So who knows when that'll get picked up again. But TBD, Erica, we would love to see just some humility and honesty and, you know, see you just being, see the the human side of Erica, see more of Erica Jane, not Erica Jane, but Erica Girardi, because I think that's what we like. It's expensive to be meh, eh, eh, eh. That's fun. And Pat the Puss, that's fun. Those moments are fun. The high glam fashion are fun. But we also want to see like a more human side. And sometimes, you know. Watching the housewives go through their more difficult and challenging times like Bethany Frankel. She put everything out there, which she could. Um, I think the New York housewives do a really good job of just airing all of their stuff and going through it. And then we go through it with them and we grieve with them and we struggle with them. And I think that it just helps us develop a deeper appreciation for them. And that's the news that I've got as of Saturday morning at 10 something a.m. What a fun time. What a fun time to be alive. Um, okay, I'm gonna try to not have any more threesomes or get into any more fights with any more real housewives. and I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my weekend. I hope you do too. I'm a little puffy this morning because I had some vodka last night. As you can see, I was doing like a, a I did a vodka tasting cocktail mixing event last night. So I woke up I had a little sugar with it and then I woke up with a little bit of a headache and a little puffy. and this is why I tell you guys to hack your hangover which is why I put together guides to help you hack your hangover. So go and do it. But thank you guys for uh, listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Um, I see more people leaving ratings on iTunes and I'm so eternally grateful for that. Please leave reviews and I promise I will give you guys shout outs on the show because I love to give people shout outs and show the love that I have for all of the people that want to show me love. Because like I say, I'm a millennial. I love validation and I would love to see it continue in my life. Thank you, guys, for listening to Hashtag New Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at JustPlainZach all over the internet, JustPlainZach.com, JustPlainZach on YouTube. On Oh, yeah, you can watch all of these episodes on YouTube, which is always a fun time. Um, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. My TikTok isn't as poppin'. I try to make videos. I actually did this, like, weird thing last night. It's, like, one of those, like, random people that you see on the webcams. God, I sound like such an old person. And then there was, like, this 20-year-old, and he was, like... What are you doing on here? And I was like, I saw it on TikTok. And he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 27. And he's just like, you're 27 and you're on TikTok? And I was like, excuse you, 27 is not even that old. It's six years older than you. Like, calm down, homie. Anyway... Um, Yeah, so I try to do fun stuff on TikTok. Most of it's on my Instagram, though. So give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. Be sure to subscribe and listen every Monday and Wednesday. I know today is not Monday, but I released the episode a little earlier because there was a lot going on this week. And then this Wednesday, I have uh, The Daily Dish, Eric and Megan from The Daily Dish, Bravo's Daily Dish that are coming on. We're doing a fun 2020 recap. And then I have Jeff Epstein and Steven from Faces by Bravo also coming on the show the week after. Lots of fun stuff planned. And I may have a real house wife that'll be joining a holiday episode so stay tuned and i will talk to you guys later this week bye